This is The Blueprint, brought to you by Executive Platforms. Well, hello again, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Executive Platforms Blueprint podcast series. My name is Jeff Mix. I'm head of content and research, uh, and I'm joined today by Shane Yount of Competitive Solutions. Uh, Shane is a published author. He's a very accomplished speaker. Uh, I've had the pleasure of working with him. Oh, it's got to be coming up on 10 years now. It's always something that I look forward to. Uh, um, now I'm sort of rambling, but what I want to say is that this is going to be a really great conversation about leadership in a time that I think a lot of people are wondering, how do I get back to normal? And uh, I'm really looking forward to the conversation. Shane, thank you so much for joining us. Jeff, it's great to be here. You know, I'm a huge fan of the executive platform team. We have certainly enjoyed our partnership these last 10 years with, with all of you and your team and your staff, and I'm excited to be here. Thank you again. You know, Shane, I know Competitive Solutions uh, has been doing this for almost three years. You have uh, clients across spectrum of industries. Uh, everybody has been dealing with, you know, this global pandemic over the last few months. Uh, what do you want to talk about today? You know, it's an interesting thing happening in, in, in these pandemic times. And, and I just characterize it as it's a, it's a decision and a, a conversation around stability versus volatility. Because every organization, and we're all facing this today with the pandemic, but every organization struggles with systems and processes in times of stability and systems and processes in times of volatility. And what we at Competitive Solutions believe is, if you've built the right management infrastructure, if you've built the right architecture, then in times of volatility or in times of stability, that management architecture, that management system should guide you through those times. You should have certitude that the systems and processes you're using to run your organization will give you the confidence, give you the rigor, and give you the discipline to come out on the other side. The challenge that we're seeing today is, and, and look, it's, it's, it's not malicious, it's not bad intentioned, it's actually well intentioned. Most organizations, they have crisis management protocols. And so when we got into mid-March and, and, and the, the world was ending, it was feeling that way for many of us, organizations either launched their crisis management system or they designed and deployed their crisis management system. And, and, and listen, those were good things. That was the right thing to do, to create a sense of urgency around what was happening in the organization. But here's what we're seeing today. Those crisis management systems have supplanted. They've taken the place of our daily management infrastructure. And it's created a weariness. It's created a hyperactivity that cannot be sustained. And so many of our clients today are saying, wait, time out. We can't continue to operate in this hyperactive mode. And, and that's causing them to reflect. And it's a good reflection. And one of the things we're asking our clients to think about is, have you built good systems? You know, did you have pre-pandemic a management infrastructure that was grounded in non-negotiable processes? And so when we begin to ask those questions, we're getting a lot of good conversation on that because when we ask those questions around non-negotiable processes, we feel we should be examining your communication system, your metric system, your accountability system. And if you've built good architecture, 
then that should guide you through any pandemic or any situation of volatility. And so it's, it's, it's really asking our clients to say, have we built the right systems and processes, regardless of external situations that we can lean into and make sure they're going to move our business forward day in and day out? You know, Competitive Solutions has almost 30 years of experience working with businesses to help them uh, you know, run their teams better, run their, their organizations better, be realistic about leadership. You know, some things have happened in 2020 that has probably rocked a few boats and, and you know, ruffled some feathers. Can, can you tell us what your experience is dealing with your clients and, and just the business landscape in general in 2020? Absolutely. You know, COVID-19 has, has really brought to the forefront, I believe, the systems and processes that organizations should have had in place all along, but I think it's exposed some fault lines. We talk a lot about pressure testing your current systems and processes. And what we're discovering, first of all, with many of our clients is the work we've done with them over the years of building their management infrastructure, basically their their operating architecture. It should be strong enough and robust enough that in good times and bad, in times where it's volatile and in times where it's stable, the content of conversation should obviously change, but your systems and processes and architecture should be built in such a way that it could withstand COVID-19 or whatever the next crisis facing your organization might look like. Now, obviously, that hasn't been true of a lot of organizations, especially in the beginning. There were lots of extra meetings. There was uh, you know, leaders taking on tasks that they don't normally do, trying to do too many things. Can you walk us through a little bit of that? Yeah, you know, when we look at good management infrastructure or systems, those systems should drive really three outcomes. It should drive clarity, connectivity, and consistency. And if you've built your processes correctly, you know, those items of clarity, connectivity, and consistency, we desire those things, again, in times of stability and in times of volatility. What we've seen, unfortunately, is because the organizations didn't lean in their existing systems and processes and rather got it in their mind that maybe we need to activate our crisis management system or maybe we need to design new and more and, 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 and more frequent systems. What we've seen happen is you've seen a degradation of the existing systems replaced by almost this this frantic, this hyperactive, we've got to get together every day, we've got to look at these metrics, we've got to have these meetings, to the point where people are fatigued, candidly. And, and so they, they, they remember and they recognize, well, we had a system and a process that was serving us well pre-COVID-19, why do we now have to have all these additional systems and meetings and processes and metrics? It really feels like an in addition to and that's caused our clients to say, well, maybe our processes weren't as good as we thought they were to start with, right? And so being able to reflect, I think, a bit on that, but then being able to say, well, at the end of the day, in any environment, we have an obligation to create a culture where there is clarity of communication, where there is real connectivity to purpose and performance, and then most importantly, where there is consistency, not just in COVID-19 times, but a way of work that's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. That's what our employees want from their employers. And candidly, that's what we as leaders need to give our organization. So as organizations dealt with the crisis, they actually put down tools that were working and were, were innovating on the fly. 
And now that it's been a number of months and they're realizing they need to get organized, they're going back to what was working before. The new normal will still use the old tools. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting because I recognize in this new landscape, look, COVID-19, you know, we really had no idea how this was going to impact supply chains and industry and customers. And so every organization needs a crisis management plan. I'm not at all suggesting that, that we should not have in our toolkit a crisis management strategy. But what I am very clearly saying is that crisis management strategy should not become the new normal. And unfortunately, what we're seeing in a lot of clients today is that they have taken that crisis management protocol and system and they've laid it on top of their existing management infrastructure. And again, it's causing the organization to, to really be a bit frenetic in, well, well what is our process and, and what is our system and, and what do we do on a day in and day out basis? And, and I think the smart companies are suggesting that maybe we don't need this level of frenetic activity anymore. Maybe if we would have changed the content of conversation in our existing processes, we wouldn't be in this this fatigued environment today. And that's really what we're suggesting to our clients is let's pressure test good processes because every organization should have a communication system, an accountability system, a, a scorecard system that's driving this ability of people to know if they're winning or losing. Those fundamental systems, we need those in times of stability and in times of volatility. They don't go away. What changes is the content of conversation, not the process. And that's the message we're bringing to our clients today. Lean into those good systems that you had in place pre-COVID-19. Don't abandon those. Don't course correct in those. What needs to change in those is the content of conversation. We don't need to go build a new process. So organizations that are resetting to their pre-COVID strategies or just rethinking how they've handled this crisis, what are some steps that they should be putting in place? How do you help them get there? Well, I think, first of all, the organization needs to affirm, look, what we did, we felt was the best thing to do in that moment, right? We, we have to acknowledge and affirm that, that we were all operating without a playbook at this time. So intentions were right. Efforts were right. But I think now, if, you're, if, if a good company is listening to what's, what their employees are saying, what their leaders are feeling, they're recognizing today that there is a fatigue, that there is a level of satisfaction. And so it's affirming what we did was the best known plan we had at the time. But then it's going back to the basics, right? We call it process-based leadership. We believe that in, 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 a, in, a, in an organization to truly accomplish this idea of clarity, connectivity, and consistency, there should be certain minimum, what we describe as non-negotiable processes. And those processes look like a communication system, an accountability system, a business acumen system, but then also a behavioral system. And this is one that not a lot of organizations focus on, right? We, we get our head around meetings and metrics, but we also need to recalibrate what's expected of us in this environment today that may look different than it did pre-COVID-19. What did we learn? What, what, what expectations do we now have of our organization? And I think when you begin to put all that together and you look at it as architecture, as framework, 
right? If we can agree on that architecture and framework, and we can have that to be a, a conversation that's collective, right? Not selective with a few, but collective in the organization to say, this is how we want to run our business, right? What did we learn coming out of our crisis management plans with, with COVID-19? What worked? What didn't work? And, and then be able to look at that existing management structure, assuming that they had it, and say, how do we take that existing management structure and make it more robust? In essence, using my language of how do you pressure test it so that the next time we don't think we have to recreate new systems and processes, we lean into our existing ones and maybe just change the content of conversation. What does pressure testing actually look like when you're transitioning from crisis management to getting you know, back into a routine that you can depend on? What does that look like? Yeah, pressure testing can take many forms. Let me give you an example of one that I think is most relevant today. You know, we teach in our management system, our process-based leadership methodology, how to create a robust tier management system. And that tier management system often manifests itself into a daily huddle from the shop floor all the way up to the boardroom, right? And, and a good example of this is one of our clients, 3M. 3M is a client of ours for many years, and they've done a great job building a robust tier management system that is their method in which they communicate very clearly and concisely. And so that was working very well. And then here comes COVID-19. And our crisis management plan said, well, we need a COVID-19 meeting. And so on top of this daily management infrastructure that was very robust, that was working very effectively and efficiently, now the organization laid on yet another daily meeting on top of that, which then required more daily metrics on top of that, which then drove more daily actions on top of that. So you had two systems running concurrently. And, and what that began to create was fatigue fatigue in the organization. You had bleed in over of all the different meetings, so it became just one Zoom call to the next Zoom call. And so when we say pressure testing your systems, we challenge the organization to say, wait, time out. Did you need another system and process or could you have changed the content of conversation in your existing system and process? And that's been a real aha moment for many of our clients because they were so used to seeing their daily tier management system as just their, their way they run the organization in times of stability. They didn't make the connection initially to say, you know what, in times of volatility, we already have a system. We don't need to build a new system. And so we're challenging our organizations to pressure test their organizations by asking a couple of questions. Number one, does a process exist already in the organization that's robust and had we changed the content of conversation, we wouldn't have needed to create a new and entirely different system. That's the fundamental question we're asking organizations to look at. And candidly, they're coming back and saying, you know what, you're right. right? We didn't need to lay on all those additional metrics and meetings. We should have changed the content of conversation of our existing process because it was working. That's what we're challenging folks to do. And what we're finding as a result of that is the organization says, thank you, right? Thank you that now we're out of this frenetic pace and now we're back to running our business in the way we know how. You know, obviously some things have changed. I mean, for instance, the last time you and I were talking, we were in the same room and now we're using Zoom as a, a tool to have this conversation. 
what are some of the things that Competitive Solutions is doing to help its clients in this new business environment where, you know, you're not doing as many site tours, I imagine. You're, when these people are saying, we want to get back to basics, what are you doing with them? How is it working? Yeah. And so it's important because there's really two key platforms of my firm. There's the process-based leadership platform, which is the design of the systems. It's the building out of that architecture around those core processes that we believe are essential. But one of the things that, that COVID-19, I think, has really highlighted is, while you can have those robust management systems, you also need to have a digital enabler right? I call it an adoption accelerator. You can have a good management system, but if you don't have an adoption accelerator in, in a digital tool, and our tool is called Visuant, we find that, that that's a gap, right? Because you mentioned it. I mean, we're, we're now not co-located. Many of us are spread across the globe. And so those management systems that we built were often predicated on folks being together or at least being together on a somewhat frequent cycle. Well, now we're not. And so we have to recognize that, that we, we need to also make sure we have a robust digital management system. And so we built Visuant to really be the enabler of your communication process. So if we're going to bring people together, because we already recognize there is Zoom fatigue, that that meeting still needs to run with the same clarity and consistency and purpose and principle. And so we built Visuant to be that meeting enabler. So when we come together, that meeting can set the tone of, are we moving the business forward? We built Visuant to be the, the repository where all the metrics live. You know, getting people to have a single source of truth is so essential in, 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 in what we're seeing as an outcome of COVID-19. If we're going to really get people aligned on what's most important, we have to have a single source of truth around the metrics. And so we built Visuant to be that place where all the metrics live. So it's that one-stop single source of truth that then lastly, we can make sure we can action appropriately against. What we're seeing right now is if you do not have that digital enabler, that digital management system, when you go into a meeting, the meeting can often be more focused on an explanation format as opposed to an execution format. And I think that's, that's been one of the things we're seeing come out of COVID-19 and all these, these Zoom meetings and all the team meetings is that it feels like we get together and we explain a lot, but we're struggling with how do we still execute with the same focus and urgency and accountability. And so we've really tried to build our Visuant platform to be that digital adoption accelerator of the underlying management systems. So then you've got your people working appropriately. You've enabled them with a system that will accelerate their focus, urgency, and accountability, and really move your organization closer to that culture of clarity, connectivity, and consistency. Whenever I hear about a new tool or technology that's supposed to make things easier or simpler or, or bring all the data together, I always think about usability. I think, you know, is something that is burdening a team. They've got to learn a new piece of software. They got to collect all their data from different places and manually input it. Maybe it doesn't play nice with the legacy systems. You know, what has your experience been bringing this to your people who are under a lot of pressure and stress? And, you know, there may be some pushback to, oh, it's one more piece of software I've got to learn. Uh, what, what would you say to that? Yeah, it, it's a great question. You know, I was in a, a Zoom meeting with one of our clients 
recently, and they were they were not a Visuant practitioner. And their their point where they recognized they might have a problem is the person trying to facilitate the Zoom meeting had literally 28 files open trying to click through and find a spreadsheet, a metric, an agenda, an action. And and finally, it was just kind of this aha moment that that really was what we build in our in our management infrastructure, it's got to be the enabler of our work. It can't be an in addition to the work. And what we're finding is, particularly in post-COVID-19 times, there's a lot of in addition to, right? People are feeling that emotionally, palpably. And so we've tried to build our system, both process-based leadership and Visuant, to really be that enabler of the work. Because, you know, we, we've, we, we have to communicate. So we've got to be in a framework where, where we come together. We've got it within that framework to have some indicators that tell us if we're winning or losing. We've got to be able to react to those indicators in a, in a proactive way. If you can create that type of narrative, and we believe we've done that with Visuant, that enables folks to go into their meeting to see this as not an in addition to, but really the single source of truth of how we're going to communicate of how we're going to hold each other accountable, of how we're going to prioritize in our limited bandwidth that we have today, those things that are most important. And when I can show folks that, and, and fortunately, we have a lot of clients that, that love to share their testimonial of how this has done exactly that, it actually makes my job very easy because what you want to show people today is not one more thing to do, but a way to do it that moves them closer to that Again, that thing we all desire, that clarity of purpose, that connectivity to metrics that matter, and that consistent way of work, post-COVID, pre-COVID, no COVID, we need a system that runs our business and, 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 and can do it in such a way that it doesn't feel like it's more work. You know, we've covered a lot of ground here, and uh, you know, I, I love to hear mention of testimonials. Obviously, we can't do everything in, in one conversation here. If someone wants to learn more, to uh, explore what Competitive Solutions is really about, what's the best way to get in touch? Yes, the best way to reach us is at info at CSIPBL.com or me personally at S-Yant, and that's Y-O-U-N-T at CSIPBL.com. Now, what, what about the company website? Is that CSIPBL.com as well? It is, yes, CSIPBL.com. Competitive Solutions Incorporated, process-based leadership for anyone trying to think how I knew that acronym so quickly. <laughs> anyway, this has been a delight, Shane. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, and for those of you listening, this has been another episode of the Executive Platforms Blueprint podcast series. Thanks so much and uh, hope you get a chance to talk again soon.